the consecration of Russia and the war in Ukraine. The official Vatican news site reported on July 6 that Pope Francis to visit Fatima to implore peace for Ukraine, entire world. The introduction to the article reads, Pope Francis returns to the shrine of Our Lady of Fatima in early August during his apostolic journey to Portugal in order to pray for an end to the war at the heart of Europe, at the site of apparitions closely linked to Russia and the popes of the 20th century. The article goes on to say, The fact that he has decided to return to the feet of Our Lady of Fatima holds significance and reflects the Pope's intention to address the tragic war afflicting martyred Ukraine, attacked by the Russian army as well as the numerous forgotten conflicts around the world. This gesture by the Bishop of Rome can be directly linked to another significant act he made just over a month after the outbreak of war the consecration of Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, celebrated in St. Peter's Basilica on the 25th of March, 2022. The apparition at Fatima had specifically requested the consecration of Russia in its message to the shepherd children. What are we to understand by the consecration of Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary? What does this mean? On June 22, 2023, the Catholic News Agency published an article entitled Here's What You Need to Know About the Consecration of Russia and Ukraine by Pope Francis. The article quoted the supposed words of Mary at Fatima in 1917, where it is claimed she said, In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she shall be converted and a period of peace will be granted to the world. So, in Catholic language, the consecration of Russia is practically synonymous with the conversion of Russia to Catholicism. So, to put it unambiguously, the Vatican has been pursuing the conversion of Russia, and has been doing so since before 1917. The conversion of Russia has, in fact, been a central goal of the papacy for many years. It is well known and acknowledged that John Paul II worked with the United States to bring down communism and Soviet Russia. After the collapse of the Soviet Union, John Paul II stressed the need for the Church to breathe again with its two lungs, its eastern and its western one. A writer on the Catholic 365 website put it this way, Pope St. John Paul II said it best when he stated, The Church needs to learn to breathe again with its two lungs, its eastern one and its western one. Pope St. John Paul II, in his effort to bring together the East and West, issued two distinct challenges. There are a couple of important points to take notice of from this. First, that the Roman Church will actively engage in politics, fuel protest and work with political leaders and nations to achieve her goals, as it, she did to bring down Soviet Russia. In fact, we must remember that the Vatican is a sovereign nation with diplomats, embassies and so forth across the globe. Secondly, that the Vatican is actively seeking to bring Russia into the Roman Church and to bring East and West together. 
Under this light, we can now gain an important perspective on the war taking place in Ukraine. If one were to ask when did the war in Ukraine start, the simplistic reply would be when Russia invaded. However, Ukraine has been tugged and torn between these two power blocks for much longer. Russia would blame the cause of the war on NATO pushing eastward, right up to its borders. Yet there is much more to it than this. If we recall the massive protests that rocked Ukraine in 2004 and 2005, the Orange Revolution, as it was called, these protests played a significant role in breaking Ukraine from Russia's sphere of influence and could be considered the starting point of the current conflict. An opinion piece entitled "How Ukraine's Orange Revolution Shaped 21st-Century Geopolitics on the Atlantic Council" by Peter Dickinson. Recognizes the importance of this revolution. There, here are two points from this article that demonstrate this point. The point of departure in this deteriorating relationship between Russia and the West was the 2004 Orange Revolution, which set the tone for everything that has since transpired. Further, without the Orange Revolution, it is entirely plausible that the recent history of Uh, Eastern Europe would have followed a completely different tra trajectory. In this alternative reality, Ukraine might well have remained within Russia's exclusive sphere of influence, allowing Putin to gradually consolidate his hold over the former Soviet Union. So, according to this analysis, the Orange Revolution set the tone for the current war. What was behind this revolution? Well, of course, it was Europe and the West. However, there was more to it than this. John L. Allen Jr. is well known, well connected with the Vatican, and called an authoritative writer on Vatican affairs. According to his biography, he has written eleven books on the Vatican and Catholic affairs. He is the editor of the Crux website, Taking the Catholic Pulse. In an opinion piece on the Crux website on March twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, entitled "Does Greek Catholic Church Help Explain Putin's Obsession with Ukraine?" John Allen makes one makes the point that the Ukrainian Catholic Church helped lead the Orange Revolution. By far the largest of the twenty three Eastern churches in full communion with Rome. The Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church has around six million members, roughly evenly split between Ukraine itself and a Ukrainian diaspora around the world. It's not just the numbers, however. The Greek Catholic Church punches well above its weight in terms of social and cultural affairs. It helped lead the 2004-2005 Orange Revolution, which brought down the corrupt regime of Victor. Yanukovych, in favor of the more pro-Western Viktor Yushchenko, and it also and it has also led the moral and spiritual mobilization in opposition to the current Russian invasion. On May twenty eighth, twenty twelve, in an opinion piece entitled "A Great Great Catholic Renaissance in Ukraine May Be at Risk for the National Catholic Review." John Allen wrote about how the renaissance of the Greek 
Catholic Church in Ukraine was one of the greatest success stories of the Catholic Church over the last 20 years. He also wrote, Greek Catholics played key roles in the Orange Revolution of 2004-2005, which for a brief, shining moment promised to bring democracy and the rule of law to Ukraine. In another piece for the National Catholic Review on February 10, 2011, John Allen wrote, This is a moment of special anxiety for the Greek Catholic Church in Ukraine. After a rebirth in the 1990s, the Church played a key role in Ukraine's Orange Revolution. Today, however, a pro-Russian regime is once again running the show in Kiev, and the Church has been experiencing some not-so-subtle intimidation from the State Security Service. So, it was the Roman Catholic Church that was behind the Orange Revolution in Ukraine. It played key roles and helped lead the Orange Revolution. And it has led the moral and spiritual mobilization in opposition to the current Russian invasion. We have to understand the Pope's prayers for peace in this light. The upcoming visit to Fatima is a political move, and the so-called miracles and visions of Fatima are pretended miracles and signs which deceive the inhabitants of the world. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. That's 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 8 and 9. Is it any surprise, then, that Joe Biden, arguably the most Catholic president the United States has ever had, has left no stone unturned to support Ukraine, and therefore the goals of the Catholic Church in every way possible? Boris Johnson, also a Roman Catholic. Canada's Trudeau, Roman Catholic. Further, the Western media has been wholeheartedly behind the war in Ukraine. Rarely rarely do we see dissenting opinions, and even now, after over six weeks of what has become a disaster of an offensive against Russia by Ukraine, do we hear the truth. The amount of Western military equipment destroyed in Ukraine is astronomical, from American Bradley fighting vehicles to at least a $1 billion dollar Patriot missile system to leopard tanks. Over 20,000 Ukrainian troops have been killed. The West is now supplying Ukraine with cluster munition shells, simply because that is all they have left in the cupboard. There are still many, Biden and his administration included, that are heading for full-out war with NATO against Russia if they could get member consensus, a terrifying war between nuclear powers. In an astounding manner, we are witnessing a struggle between the religious and political powers of Europe and Russia, between the successors of the Eastern or Byzantine Empire and the Western Latin Roman Empire. Alongside this, we are seeing a struggle between iron authoritarianism and the clay-like power of the people. We are witnessing an empire being built on a shaky foundation of iron and clay, we are witnessing the building of the image seen by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 2. We are also seeing the global religious and political power of the Roman Catholic Church, 
amongst world leaders and the media. Revelation 17 verse 1 says that this system sits upon many waters. These waters where the whore sitteth are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Revelation 17 verse 15. Meanwhile, Daniel 11 highlights the military power of the eastern king of the north at the time of the end. The global reach of the Catholic Church will in some way come together with the military power of Russia, creating a European superstate, the image of Daniel 2. When this image stands, Daniel's, Daniel described it as this great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. We can only imagine how evil and terrible this image will be. So we pray for the soon coming of Christ to establish righteousness, justice, and peace in the earth. This has been David Billington with you for Bible in the News. Please return next week to www.bibleinthenews.com.